the injudicious ramblings of Andre and Gary. Hello, welcome to episode 26 of the injudicious ramblings of Andre and Gary. It's a special episode this week as Andre and I went downtown San Antonio to visit the Occupy San Antonio rally that was going on this past weekend. And we obtained some interviews with some of the participants as well as an organizer of the movement here in San Antonio and some people with uh, the Freethinkers Association of Central Texas. So we hope you enjoy. Thanks. I think we're, Maybe five minutes I think we're going. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right. So we are here at Occupy San Antonio. It's exciting. We are late, so there's no one here at the original Occupy site, but we believe there's a march going on. And we have captured one Derek, who is a young man uh, drinking an energy drink, so I think he's going to do a lot of protesting. Derek, where are you from? I'm, I'm from San Antonio. Fantastic. Um, how old are you? I'm 20 years old. Derek, you know, normally um, you don't see the youth as concerned with the events that are going on. As you are, like, why are you here? What is your? I don't mean the asinine question of why are you here. In unspecified goals, I mean, are you here for personal reasons? Like, was there something that happened to you, or are you here for the broader societal goal that you're trying to make a change for everyone? I'm here for the goal, man. I'm trying to be on the forefront of the revolution because there's a lot of people that aren't willing to do this. There's a lot of bodies that can't make it here, and there's a lot of people that wish they could be here, but they can't. So we do need able bodies, and I, I, the, the system's corrupt, man. They're, they're trying to take over and stuff like that. And I mean, there's a lot of things There's a lot of things going on, and I can get into a detailed explanation, but I want to keep this brief. Basically, I'm here because our, our economic system is very, very corrupt. And we need people to change that. We need to put in new laws. We need to put in a new president. We need to put in a new government. We need to establish things in the society so that we can actually have a true democracy as it is. Right, right. Let me ask you one question because you said a lot of people couldn't be here. And I find it weird. All over the world, there are all these protests in the Middle East, in Europe, right? The anti-austerity protests in England and Spain and Italy. Why do you think Americans aren't here are americans pacified like give me a yes or no answer do you think americans are pacified or have been pacified yes they have right no just give me give me some causes like why are, have americans been pacified wow it starts with the media man it starts it starts directly with the media everything has been taken away from us in the media and they're putting only what you want to see on the television not what you need to see what not what you need to know that's the first step okay so step one is media control and the corporate owned media is disseminating their message very effectively correct you have a step two a step two step two would probably be the, the way that they're taking down the videos off the internet off the youtube they don't want us to see this information they don't want us to spread but it's, it's going to it's going to there's a lot of people that support this so it's going to spread no matter what okay so we're going to call that not, not editing but we're going to call that um that's also corporate control we're going to call that restriction of the message, right? Exactly. All right, so you have a number three? A number three? A number three would probably be, I mean, it's, it's going to come down to population control. That's what it's always been about, man. All right, but I'm going to throw something in here for you. What about a huge student debt? Student debt? Because traditionally, stu- debt. <laughs> but right, traditionally, students have been the ones who've always been at the forefront yes. of these movements. Yes. But if you owe $100,000 for a degree, you're not going to come out and protest, right? True. You're, you're going to have to go to the office and do what's right so you know i'm gonna ask you a last question because i think you're, you're eager to run off and join the march um what do you think if you had to make one change what would be the first thing the first change that you would make the, the, the very 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 first change i would make would be to take away our public education put in vocational schools so that people are, are trained to their skills and their and their uh, their aspirations really 
Okay, so you're bro- I, I think, and I, I agree with that. I, I think I, I won't necessarily say we all we need to have strictly vocational schools, but I think you need to embrace all branches of yes. knowledge, and you need to remove the education system from that trained call and response testing exactly, every exactly, two weeks. Exactly. Um, the institutionalized, industrialized educational system that takes some sheep from children and they put us in this narrow train of thought and they carry us straight to a factory <laughs> where we work for the match. I, I understand it. Derek, it was a pleasure speaking to you, Thank you and I will see you at the match. Right, you run along. Alright. Okay, so are we on? Alright. Hi, so we have we, we actually here, we actually found the, um, the, rally. the rally because unbeknownst to us the ra- they, they marched and they came and we at the Alamo, which is very famous here, I guess in the U.S., right? San Antonio. That's what San Antonio is all about. Remember the Alamo. We have the Alamo and then we have the Riverwalk. And that's about all we have here in San Antonio. But we have Josette, who is here with two children at Occupy San Antonio. Josette, why are you here? Is it for personal reasons? For example, was there a personal upheaval in your life? Or are you here for general reasons, as in you want to benefit broader society? Both. You're here for both? <laughs> Do you care to elaborate on your personal reasons, just broadly? Sure. I was unemployed for the past month. Thank God I get to start a new job on Monday. Woo. Fantastic. Um, and I'm a nurse. And even in this career, you can be unemployed. I have two children, each with disabilities, and I, my time is limited as far as with daycares. I'm a single mother, so even being a nurse where I thought I would really make it, I still was unemployed for a month, and now I'm in a little bit of financial crisis. But I'm really here to support their future and for the entire future of our country um, to try to make it where everyone has a chance. Fantastic. but. And, and I am, this is very shocking because you you really assured that one of these most uh, employment recession-proof careers is the nursing career. Right, but again, both of my kids have illnesses. My daughter has a heart defect, and my son is on the autism spectrum. They have no health insurance. I'm a nurse. I give health insurance. I mean, I give health care, but I have no health insurance for my kids because I can't afford it with their pre-existing condition. I can't get it. It's $500 a month. It doesn't even cover what they have. It doesn't cover their pre-existing conditions. Can't qualify for Medicaid. Make too much money. I'm not a hippie, unemployed person. I'm not in the bottom 1%. I'm not. I make $40,000 a year at least. I can't qualify for help, but I can't get them help either. I understand, and and so many of us don't. So and, and that's what most people don't understand. That in 99% doesn't mean the 99% of people who don't want to do anything is that in 99% of us who can't do anything, health insurance. As we often discuss on on um, injudicious ramblings, which is a podcast, that the biggest leader of bankruptcy in America is healthcare. And especially um, since you have two children who need extraordinary amounts of health care, we do need a broad-based societal pool to help take care of those children. But now listen, are you getting, um, before this, were you knowledgeable about the Wall Street um, influences in your life? Uh, and You were? Oh yeah, absolutely. I make it a point to educate myself. On, hold on one second. I make it a point to educate myself and my children on what's really going on in the country. You can go with him. It's okay. I can see you. Oh, that's fantastic. So, uh, um, okay. So, tell me. So, how how involved with this occup- occupation do you want to get? For example, if we have to come out here for 20 days, for 20 months, are you going to be that involved, 
or are you involved to the point where you're going to support them? I do contributions and I spread the word. I go on the internet and kind of quell all of the hate speak and the 53% versus 99%, the 1% versus 99%. I love the 53%. We love... Isn't the 53% ridiculous? It is. The 53%, a lot of them keep listing things like, I work five jobs and I have no health insurance, but I'm not complaining. And technically, these are the same signs that we have here. Right? right? And which leads to another question. There have been these uprisings in the Middle East and in Europe, in Italy and in Spain and in Greece. Why do you think America has been so late in coming to the party? complacency it's it's fear it's absolutely fear because if you are in that so-called 53% and you are comfortable think about the alternative what is the alternative if this were to shake things up it has the potential to turn their worlds upside down we don't want to turn the world upside down but we do want to make it where everybody has at least a chance a chance to be in that 53% if you want to be there but I don't want to even be in that 53% because technically I am the 53% except I was just unemployed but so I am no, 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 no. The fact of the matter is the 53 percent, and and we, one thing we should not use, we should not use right-wing naming systems, right? right? Because mm-hmm. the 53 percent is just an attempt. Firstly, they, what they want to say that 53 percent of them pay tax when the rest of us don't, and you know, in federal income tax is not the only tax. No. You pay state tax, and you pay you pay gas tax, mm-hmm. and you pay sales taxes, and there are many other taxes. Take are. From the people, what I want to do is draw attention to no. what corporate does. I wish I had a camera. This is where the corporate taxes are. They've gone from as high as, which one is it? As about, this one, the corporate income tax. We are at the lowest point. This bad ever. you can't show anybody, but it's at 1946. We're the Which lowest is, it's ever been. And it's coincidental. The corporate taxes are the lowest it's ever been, as um, also uh, income taxes are the highest percent. And it's coincidental that these are the, is the highest disparity and inequality in America. Because the, corporate profits are up higher yeah, than and they have been. The highest rates of poverty. Okay, so this is what I want to ask you. Solutions. Now, I'm not asking you for a broad-based solution. What I'm asking you for is do you think that um, we're going to solve this problem by going through the political parties? Should we no. try to co-opt the Democratic Party? No. Or should we try... They're just as corrupt. They're just as corrupt. I, I agree with that. It's already done. I mean, even if you look at what people, what corporations, GE, Exxon, what they paid in their taxes in 2009, 2010, since Obama's been president, and the amount of money that they have paid into the system, not on taxes, they paid no dollars in taxes in 2009. None. Exxon did not, and neither did GE. But they got millions, if not billions of dollars in tax credits, so they actually got back, and they had record-breaking profits. I agree with you. So, and, and to carry this further, okay, so for a potential solution is because we have to get laws changed, and we have to get, uh, you know, the judiciary has to enter into it, and also the executive and stuff like that. So what do we do? Do we... Are we going to get our own party? Where, what do you see? Do we start taking over government from the, from the local level? What do you think is, is it? It has to be local. I, it, government does need to be smaller. I think there are that that is absolutely right. There's just too many people taking out of the same system. It has to be on a local level, your city level, your state level, and then we can talk about a federal level. Fantastic. Well, it was a pleasure speaking to you, and I hope things work out for you. You. you have a great day. You Bye. Too. Thank you. Okay, so we're here speaking to Carl and Pam, and we're here at the Occupy San Antonio. Carl and Pam, why are you here? Are you here 
for personal goals or are you here for the broader societal goal? Alright, well, Carl is thinking about it, so let him have an answer. Are you here for both? Both. I'm here for both. I'm here for my, so my child doesn't have to pay high prices for college. I'm here because my pay hasn't ra been raised in 15 years. And I'm here because um, the middle class is just being totally squashed. And that's me. And I'm being squashed. And that's why I'm here. Fantastic. Carl, you have anything to add to that? or? I'm down here to protest a uh, system to set up to send all the money to the top. The, uh, the, the, we have a system that's organized to, so that select few can skim all the uh, uh, disposable income at the top. Uh, and I think that's equivalent to the kind of corruption they had in Egypt, uh, where you have a, uh, you know, an elite that uh, skims all profit. Uh, we got the same system here. And uh, I think people should go to jail. But, but there are several things in that. One thing I want to say is that these uh, colors be decked in American flag um, shirts, and, and you're carrying an American flag. And one reason that America, you know, the foundation of America was the departure from royalism, which is where families that owned the lords and ladies of the English courts would, would keep money in their family for generations, and everybody was a serf. But it seems to be a new form of serfdom, right? Yes. And w w one thing I want to ask, there have, been, there have been protests in Greece, and protests in France, and Italy, and in the Middle East. But the American public has taken a long time to get here. Why do you think the American public has taken so long to get to the point where we are willing to mass protest? Well, we were fat and happy for a long, long time. Uh, the system worked fairly well as far as di distributing the uh, income across all levels, uh, but that's changed. Uh, now all the, all the income goes to the top, and uh, uh, it, it, it just sucks all the money to the top. But well, you know, I want to say it's been—I want to say it's been a bit of pacification. The American populace has been been pacified for generations by higher and higher debts. Right? Student debts is a huge thing because a lot of these um, protests, you see lots of students in the streets of, of, of England, right. under the Egyptians, lots of students were out there. But these students have no debt. Debt is a very effective pacifier of protests. And I'm, I'm very happy to see that we've crossed the breaking point where people are ready to realize that we can come out. I don't think it's just debt. I think it's it's a lot of freedoms and and stuff is, that's been taken away from this generation. I'm a little bit older, and um, so, you know, I've just seen in the past 20 years that, that stuff is changing, you know, and our freedoms are not as much as they used to be, and... Um, kids nowadays that are just in college they just have like really low hope you know because they have so much debt but it's not just the money too it's it's everything else it's job it's it's you know not a lot of people don't want to be you know famous and rich i mean yeah you do but then then you just want to be alive and survive and live with your family and be happy you know and and that's what I want to do. I just I want to be able to buy tires when I want to. You know what I mean? I mean, and that's not happening. It's not happening. You know, I have to I have to wait to buy tires until January because I can't pay for it. Uh, and and that is a very important point. 
uh, to go back to the earlier point that you made where a lot of our freedoms are being taken away. For example, just within the last eight years, right, with the removal of habeas corpus, right, under the Bush administration. And the Obama administration has come along and has strengthened and has taken away even more of our freedoms. Under the Obama administration, and we thought that that, that this that Obama, his rhetoric during the campaign, that he was going to help us, help us a lot. But Obama, uh, under his administration, more whistleblowers has been prosecuted than before. And he has strengthened the provisions. Uh, we're doing extrajudicial killing. Like, you're killing American citizens without trial. You know, Alad Alwaki, who got assassinated recently. And these are your freedoms. These are my freedoms, and I'm fighting for them. But it started not with him. It started with Bush. And now everybody's just like, well, we have to do this. We have to do this. Because if we don't do this, then we'll be taken over by terrorists or whatever. Okay? I don't know what's going on with Obama, but you know what? I have a lot of faith in him, and I know that he's fighting for good, and I like him, and he's trying to do his job, but people are just squashing him. And I I know a reason why, but nobody wants to talk about the elephant in the room. And so... Listen, this, our podcast is very irreverent. Talk about the elephant in the room. What? No. No. Because nobody will believe me, and... Well, well, listen. Why don't you want Obama to succeed? Why? 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 Well, listen. I'm Andre. My name is Andre. Well, I want you to, to tell me about the elephant in the room. Can you tell me why doesn't, why doesn't anybody want Obama to succeed? Well, what's your name, sir? I'm Daniel. Daniel. Daniel, by the way, is taping us. Oh. He might be an FBI agent. Really? No. But he, he looks like an like <laughs> They train him from young now. They started young. Daniel, why? What is the elephant in the room? He's a black man. I mean, no. he's a black man. Well, why couldn't you say that? Well, because I, I tell him all the time. <laughs> no, everybody says, if I say that, everybody says, oh, you're just being paranoid, blah, blah, But it's a post-racial society. There is no more racism. So Don't you lie to me. <laughs> tell me why. No. Tell me why this isn't a post-racial society. Well, because uh, because you're discriminated against all the time. Do you know why? I, let me tell you. Let me against because my name is Ramirez and yes and it is over the phone people treat you different if your name is Ramirez do you let me tell you why and I, I understand what you're saying but philosophically why there will never be a post-racial society because there's never been a post-racial society in the history of man there will be a society like that and I'll tell you what my dad told me one day there will be and that's because we're all gonna be brown someday and that's why white people are freaking out. <laughs> but okay. But but when we're all brown, we're gonna find some other way to hate each other. The, philo- the philosophy of it is that man, we feel comfortable comfortable within all the bubbles and all enclaves. So as long as there's some way we can differentiate, for example, it, it, you know, we feel free to, to engage in anti-feminist behavior, right? And when when it's opposed, when we're all brown, women are still gonna be trampled. But, you know, but I'm supporting the point. The point is that I agree with you. That is an elephant in the room, and it will always be there. That's why. That's why Perry didn't want to go see Obama because he thinks the boy should come to him. 
And that's true. That is true. That no, 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 I don't disagree with you. No, no, we're laughing because we're, we're laughing because I love your, your, what did Michelle um, Bachman say? How did she pronounce, um, she said, what she said, hot spa? No, no, what did she say? How did Michelle... Bu- she said hotspot. Right? Yes. I like a hotspot. Thank you. It's Yiddish. That she's speaking Yiddish. <laughs> well, I don't know when Michelle Bachman was speaking, but she was certainly speaking. But listen, this is a fantastic... Okay, so this will... One more question. Yes. What What do you hope that this will result from, from these protests? What, what do you want to come out of, of being here? It's going to translate into votes. Uh, this is all bullshit until these people grab their neighbors and take them to the polls and give Obama a, uh, a supermajority in the Senate and take over the House and get some laws passed. But what about those of us who say that the, um, political to- both political parties have been co-opted? Exactly. That, it's, that's a good point. Right. So therefore, um, but, but I agree with you. It has to transit into votes. Okay. Now, it might not necessarily be votes for the Democratic Party, but it has to be votes somewhere. And we have to exert pressure. And either we have to de- de- develop yeah, our own party. It might be the Green Party. It might be a new party. There, but we have to transit this into votes and legislation. It's, it's apparent that there's an awful lot of people that think everything is just fine. Because they, 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 they elect Republicans. Yes. Okay? I, I, I was putting out yard signs for Obama back back in uh, 2008, <laughs> working a trailer park, putting out yard signs. Guy came and got all mad at me, got all huffy because he, he thought, he said, I'm a Republican. And I said, look, you're living on Social Security in a double wide and you think you're a Republican. Give me a break. But as long as I can, as long as there's the other, as long as there are gays, as long as there are blacks, as long as there are Mexicans, there will always be a party to leverage the other into the Republican uh, message. If they'll turn out. No, no. Uh-uh. Act like it's gonna go on forever. I mean, it's getting better. You know, it's get, we got a black president. Okay, we have a black president. You know, even black people were freaked out about that. You know, admit it. I mean, what is it? Twenty years ago? Thirty years ago? You know, all the stuff that those your parents went through to make sure that you can stand here with a microphone. He's from I understand. We didn't even have microphones at Trinidad. So, I want to thank my parents. But no, 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 but no, listen, we all owe much to the generations before us. Right, right. And so what they're doing is making it okay. Like my chef, my boss, he's he's black and his mother was a Black Panther. And so what she did for him was make it so he could be the chef of a kitchen, you know? And the boss, my boss. So, you know, I mean, it's getting better, but it's it's never going to be perfect. But, you know, we can't just fall back. We got to move forward, man. You know, let them to, to put this in the in the um, in the parlance of, of, of a great historical speak is a great speaker from of note of history. They said uh, the rich people will never, ever release the system into your hands. You have to grab it from them. Right. So and, and I do love your hope because one thing I do see is a lot of hopelessness around us even within these protests and I you're you are relentlessly optimistic and I love that because that is what we need to get for let me ask you one more thing how much how invested are you in this are you in this today for for one day or are you in this for the long haul well I'm here for the long haul obviously I can't stay in the park I have a tent I, like I will lend you my tent I got two kids that got school and blah we have puppy tents oh, you for a living you know, and you, uh, yeah, my chef would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Although he'd be into it. Um, but um, no, what I'm, I'm thinking is, is that the middle class has to also, because we're kind of like, 
they are in the middle class. We have to, we have kids, we have all this stuff to do, but we have to participate also. Even though we're just, I mean, busy, you know? I mean, it took everything I had to get down here today, you know? And so, you know, we just got to participate. I mean, I can't live in the park, but I can do other things. It's fantastic. And and I just want to say thanks for this fantastic interview. And we, you know, it will, we hope it'll get better. Fantastic. He looks in the prime of his life. And he's an incredible person. You know, he went to be fought in Vietnam. He's a ca uh, captain in the Green Berets and a SEAL, right? SEAL type deal, not a SEAL, but a captain in the Green Berets and Army Diver. And um, he's a smart dude. And, 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 he, and as a veteran, he should know how other veterans are treated. That, that the rate of homelessness around veterans is high. You know, and, and they, you go and you fight the country that sends you to fight for them and they bring you back and then they forget about you right but we you know i love the veterans who actually go and fight and then come back and try to pass this on and protect the rest of the ones who are fighting right there right now i, I must i mustered out of the army at oakland army terminal as a captain in the green berets i went down to santa cruz to visit her mom and stayed for 40 years I, I went started going to university. But you might leave any time. Yeah. I went to the uh, University of uh, uh, no, uh, 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 Community College in California there on the GI Bill. Went into the anti-war. On the GI Bill. Yeah. Yeah, right. I went, I went to college on the GI Bill. Went into the anti-war movement. One day I was captain of the Green Berets. The next day I was out blocking traffic on the highway trying to bring the war home. Right. And it's, it's, not that you, it's not that you don't support the troops. It's that you support them so you don't want them to expend their, the capital of their youth yeah. fighting useless wars and then coming back with PTSD and, you know, and with diseases, I mean, with, with injuries and burns and, and it, is, it's a, it is a problem. It's, it's a, the, the war machine. You know, even Eisenhower said every, every cent you spend on a tank or any sort of military equipment is a cent that you take from building a school yeah. or from sending a child, you know. So, fantastic, fantastic. It's a pleasure speaking to you both. Yes, bye. Thank you. Dear, you look more of a tea party than anything else. Are you a subversive? conservative. Why are you trying to subvert? American. All right, hi. So we have one of the media committee at Occupy San Antonio, and your name is? Megan Owen. Megan Owen, I am Andre. It is a pleasure to speak to you. Absolutely. Now, this, so let's get some numbers. I want to get some numbers. Um, how many people do you all have sleeping out at Hemisphere Park on average? Uh, it can range depending on people's schedules from about uh, 50 to what? We've had uh, over 100 people out there at a time. Yeah. And then during the day, we can hit about uh, two to 300 people at the park during the day. I mean, I'm talking about on a Thursday, on a on hump day, on Wednesday. Yeah. Well, sleeping over probably about 40, 50 people, and then uh, during the day, about 150. Okay, so during the day, um, what happens during the day? You know, brief rundown. Uh, we've got people going around uh, acquiring supplies, just keeping the camp in order. We do our best to keep order here. We've got a large media department working on writing up literature, doing research to find out what's going on at the Occupy movements across the world so we can spread the good news. Uh, we've got our legal committee working full-time, making sure that we're not going to get ourselves arrested in the process. Um, we've got medics, we've got uh, peacekeepers. We're turning it into a small community. Okay, and, and about um, things like um, supplies and donations, um, would you like to put out uh, some links or...? Uh, 
The best way to find us is to come down to Hemisphere Park, but uh, we do have our website, which is uh, www.occupysatx.com. Uh, we are Occupy San Antonio on Facebook, Occupy San Anton on Twitter, and am I missing anything on that? And how would I, can I if I want to donate $2 from you to you? Where would I, could I do that? On a website or something like that? We do not have that available at this time. It's a little difficult finding somebody to be a treasurer because nobody... Uh, well, it requires a bank account and it requires business licenses and we don't want to do any of that stuff. So any donations will have to be made in person? Yes. Come and drop a gallon of water down here. Oh, yeah. Some Cheetos. Well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe some healthy. Yeah, uh, you know, we, we appreciate anything that people drop, uh, stop by and drop off, but we're not uh, so actively soliciting anything. Oh, no. Okay. I know I am soliciting on behalf of Occupy San Antonio that everybody come and drop one pack of Cheetos and a gallon of water. And that's going to be... Okay, so Megan, tell me why are you down here? Uh, I'm actually an injured worker, and between uh, state and federal laws, there's nothing I can do about getting compensation for my injury. Uh, workers' com compensation laws are pretty messed up, and they're purely in favor of the corporations, and just leave the little guy out in the streets. And it's, it's ironic that you're camping out in the streets uh, to yeah. protest the corporations leaving us out. But, okay, Megan, what, because I keep asking this question. Um, a lot of people sneer about this movement and they say what are the goals and what do you hope to accomplish and what is your message? I forever, I, I am a ardent and unapologetic supporter of this movement. You don't need to have, I don't think you need to have goals. I don't think you need to have a statement. I think the fact that you, as according to Chris Hedges, you play your body on the gears of the machinery and you clog the machinery up even for 10 seconds is fantastic. The thing is, we actually do have goals and a message, but you have to stop and listen to hear it because it is so incredibly long. We want change. We want change in our government. We want change in the laws that the corporations have to abide by. There is so much wrong with this country, and it's just all symptoms of the same problem. Yes. People don't understand that everything is a system. There are systems that are connected to other systems. For example, let, let me let me see if we can make this connection, right? Okay, the war system, right? Perpetual war. Yes. The Orwellian 1984 perpetual war. However, if I don't educate the citizenry, all right, and I bankrupt them, and I have a shortage of jobs, then I have a, a steady stream of bodies from my war machine. Yes. Right? And all of that is connected. Yes. But people don't make all those connections. Generally, they don't. So therefore, what the media doesn't understand, and the people who sneer and scoff, is that it's a nuanced message. Right? There is... Uh, it is... I'm not going to say it's nuanced. I'm going to say that uh, they want us to have a short little message like the pol politicians have that can be had in a soundbite. No, this is not a soundbite message. This is an incredibly long message. People need to wake up and look around them. Turn off your Monday night football, turn off your Xbox, and just take a look at the world around you, and you should be able to see everything that's wrong with it. I'm a big fan of Monday night football. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to strike that from the guy. We're going to cut that Monday night football out. Turn off your Xbox. I don't, I don't like computer games. Well, turn off your TV in general. Turn off your TV, except for Keith Olbermann and current TV, which I love. Fantastic. Now, let me tell you, I was, listening, I was watching Olbermann on TV. And on August, right after the um, the debt deal passed, the debt ceiling deal passed, Oberman made a call that was extraordinarily prescient. 
and he called for exactly what we're doing here which and I, you know I find that it is weird that um, the American citizenry has taken so long because this hasn't started two years ago it didn't start eight years ago this has been going on the attack has been steady since I would say about um, Ronald Reagan the Republican God's time now why has it taken us so long to wake up to this the human race is really weird. Uh, people are willing to put up with a lot as long as they have the hope that things will get a little bit better or as long as things aren't too bad. Everything that's happened, they've managed to keep it where it wasn't too bad for just long enough, but now they can't control it anymore and things have gotten so bad that all of the people are starting to wake up. The naked and unabashed, unapologetic greed, and they have crossed the point where they'll flog the animal enough that the beast has woken up. Megan is fantastic. I love what you all are doing here. And, oh, go ahead, guys. And this, this, you may not know the answer to this, but it's what I've been wondering. Uh, the Tea Party is financed by the Koch brothers and other very large things. Uh, what would this movement do if corporate interests raised their heads and decided to do it? Are you... Uh, is it actively or even willing to accept such uh, uh, financial support? Well, one, we are not anti-corporation, we are anti-big, evil corporation, and there is a huge difference between the two. And two, this is a people's movement. We don't need their money. We need them to stop and listen and just fix the problem. And the big evil corporations and the big evil banks are the problem. Uh, well, one more thing. Um, we need, I, I think we need to get laws passed. The upshot of this should be that we have to get laws passed. We have to, you know, we have to get somebody, we have to get laws passed so people are culpable and people are held responsible for what they do. We have to enforce the laws that are already in place. In order to do that, we need to seize some sort of power. What do you advise? I was speaking to a lady just now and she, um, they were... I would guess they were Democrats, and they said that we should give Obama the strength that he needs to make those decisions. But what do you, what is your what do you think on that issue? Well, first off, we have to take away the power from the corporations and the banks to buy up our politicians. Then we have to find a series of new politicians. I don't care who they are with that will actually listen to the people and put them in office. I don't care if they're Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Tea Party, if they're doing what the people, if they're doing what's best for the people and they're doing what needs to be done, just do it. And as far as the laws go, there were many laws in place in this country before 1913 that actually did protect us and uh, limit the size of corporations and banks and so on. Rather than writing new laws, why don't we just reinstate the old ones and wipe the new ones off the books, go back to the way it was, hit the reset button. Fantastic. Megan, thank you very much thank for this interview. Thank you very much, Brent. Appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Okay. Hi, okay, so we were marching along with Occupy Wall Street when we were co-opted. Can I say kidnapped, Gary? Kidnapped. We were kidnapped, we were kidnapped. And we were hauled inside the Freethinkers Association monthly meetup, right? And here I have with me... Kathy Howard. Kathy Howard. And Kathy is going to tell us a little bit about the association. What do you all do here, Kathy? Uh, we meet and eat lunch and talk a little bit, and then we have a meeting where we have an invited speaker on a topic related to free thinking or the other items of interest. Today we had something on the Public Board of Education, trying to keep it out of the political game and starting to uh, on sex ed, on the U.S. history curriculum, on evolution in science, the things that have been happening on the State Board of Education for the last 
four years or so as they try to change the curriculum for the next 10 years. Well, listen, I think those are very worthy goals because the assault on the Texas School of Education has been horrific. Not to say, and it's also made you a laughing stock, that people even outside of America have um, joined in, 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 a, you know, in a general global chortle. Um, yeah, I remember well, it was, was it a couple of months ago when they were talking about um, we should erase the influence of um, Mexican-Americans from, was, it, was that Texas or was that um, Arizona? Cesar Chavez, they also they wanted to get him out of the textbooks, Thomas but they Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson is not they didn't didn't want enlightenment to, to be taught pretty much. They want to be, make America look more like a religious nation and get rid of anything in the enlightenment, which of course had a great deal to do with our revolution and and our becoming free from England. But they want to erase that from our history and instead bring religious leaders in as they were the ones who created our country. Yes, they were the ones who created. To our country, and I need to say that you can't, you can't have serfs and peons in this current system that we have here. So we have to carry it even more capitalistic, and that's when we're going to bring back the royal families, and I'm going to get a dukedom and rule over all of you all. This is one thing I want to ask you: um, Why don't you all meet over a cup of, um, well, I'm going to say a cup, more than a, gl- a glass of beer or a good frosty brew? Uh, or does, does, does it tea and um, pizza stimulate your diet? Your <laughs> Uh, we have various things. This is just our once a month Saturday meeting. We also have um, um, family dinner night once a month. We have a dis- discussion groups once or twice a month. And we, of course, have a solstice party as opposed to a Christmas party in December. <laughs> but what, I, what I'm saying is that the juices of free thought oftentimes flow well when lubricated by the grease of alcohol. That is true. And um, I'm trying to think, what are the groups online called? Meetup groups. We have a meetup group that does just that um, once a month that we are um, in, we have a relationship with. Kathy's a teetotaler is what I'm hearing here. <laughs> but listen, Kathy, thank you very much for succinctly expressing the views of the group. And I just want to say, in continuing the theme of Occupy Wall Street, um, it might seem that this you all are not on the same team, but you are. Because it is, it is a lot of... You have to have the ability to take yourself out from the current paradigm of thought and apply it to what's going on and to lift the veil. And that's what those kids are doing. You all are doing it in a different way. But that's what those kids are doing, and you're attacking the problem from both directions. Yes, I think most of the people here probably do support um, the, the movement, the current movement of Occupy Wall Street. That is fantastic. So it's a pleasure meeting you, Kathy, and I will be sure to drop by for pizza and hopefully some beer. And those, okay. okay, so we're interrupting Dan of the Free Thinkers Association of Texas. Yes. San Antonio or Texas? Free Association of Central okay. Texas. Of Central Texas. We're going to leave those Western Texaners out in the cold. <laughs> All right, I'm in. They have their own organization. Dan is smoking a relaxing cigarette, and I'm going to shove my mic in his face and ask him some questions. Dan, what um, is the Free Thought Association about? Primarily, it's. Jeez. Uh, um, it circles around uh, separation of church and state, um, I guess liberal ideals, um, pushing the Christian conservatism out of our uh, state representation, that kind of thing, uh, standing up for people who don't subscribe to church and, or Christian conservatism. 
Okay, so um, is this just a sort of a meeting area where you all get together and grouse to be to be uh, you know on or or do you or does action actually proceed from what happens here at the meetings? Do you all actually go and say, listen, this is a plan of attack this month. We're going to go and fight back against X policy. You know. I wouldn't say it's an actual where we come up with a plan. It's about information. We get educated. We have once a month we have a speaker that uh, informs us on things. Uh, this month it was the Texas Freedom Network and talked about what's going on in the Texas public schools as a whole at the state level and ways to make that we can make changes. Um, the Occupy. Okay, so let me try and get a tie here. Now we've been, today's the Occupy Wall Street. Um, podcast and we've been interviewing the marches there i can see very clear links in between what you all do and what they're doing with the occupy wall street um can you see any is there any common ground just the the fact that we're part of that 99 percent we're the ones that get left out of the or not left out of the american dream but we have to struggle a lot harder than the the one percent that has all the money and the the power seems to reside in those of the Christian conservative side. But a useful tool in the hands of the um, of the elite. Uh, you, you know, you people can. I, I always people always ask the question like, why are they still Republicans when they clearly don't work in your interest? But as long as you can shepherd people with conservative goals of, of the anti-gay and the anti-black and the anti-Mexican, you can control a lot of people easily. Um, I want to ask this. I want to ask this question. Um, what do you see as uh well, wait, wait, well first i want to say don't you see what those kids are engaging in because they're mostly young people as a sort of a free thought exercise absolutely absolutely um it's uh in fact at the meeting today beforehand uh every, everyone was talking about it and uh actually wanting to come and support the the marchers um and so when we saw you guys go marching by, it was just awesome. It was we stopped the meeting and went running out. Hey, we're on your side. So and you all did support us because you all gave away quite a few pizzas. You, you guys marched on a good day because there was a lot of leftovers. Yep, and I also used the bathroom, albeit I used the woman's bathroom because I couldn't. The Greek figures and the, and the you know, I, you know, I, society. I'm so undereducated. Would you say that that's a Eurocentric bath bathroom? It was a, a Greco-centric <laughs> bathroom, and as I said, because my education has been stunted by this Texas education system, I couldn't recognize the figures in the wall. Okay, okay. So um, I was speaking to um, one of the other um, attendees, and they were saying that n- not Kathy, there was somebody else, but she was saying that you all actually came to a decision today that you were actually going to try to put candidates. On the school boards, um, am I correct in saying that? that? That's one of the uh, strategies that was we talked about today. Was um, the advisory to the yeah, adv- the advisor- school board advisory councils putting candidates there so that we can make changes at the local level, so that those at the state level can see that it's not political suicide to say, hey, we need to do it with science and truth instead of fear and Christianity. I firmly agree with that. We need to move the discussion to the left because it's continually being dragged to the right and the people and, and in fact in within whatever levers of whatever party a lot of um, exertion comes from the bottom up with any low any local and state levels we um, always think from the federal level but you actually exert a lot of pressure on the candidates that get to choose the primary to choose people in primary elections actually happens a lot of representatives and the more people we get on those boards 
the more we can do. So that's fantastic. Um, you all have any um, any message you'd like to put out there? Anything coming up? No, I don't. Any no no calls to action. I I do have a, have an issue. Um, I was speaking to one of your members, Kathy, and you all seem to have no meetings that involve beer. <laughs> and uh, or alcohol, and, or wine, or, or well, your better liquors. And they asked me if I was interested in running for uh, leadership. Uh, we have elections coming up um, of fact. And because of the court case we're involved, I, I said no. But I did say that I'm open to it in the future. And that will be what I run on. On a beer platform. Beer at the meetings. Sir, you have, I am, you have my vote. <laughs> it's fantastic talking to you all. You're all doing an excellent job, and we love it. Thank you very all much. All right, keep it up. Thanks. Cool. If you enjoy Injudicious Ramblings, leave a review at iTunes, or send us an email at injudiciousramblings at gmail.com, or at injudiciousramblings.blogspot.com. The theme was written and recorded by Oscar Lawrence.